Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hour two of the Lake Show. Something that's been in the news the last couple of days is this End of Life Options Act, a bill that passed the House Health Finance and Policy Committee after hours of emotional testimony. Um, really good story that you could find yesterday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. And it, it brings up the thoughts about end-of-life situations and should terminally ill Minnesotans have the option to use medication to end their life. And that's something – so when I first even heard about the concept – was like going way back to, I want to say it was like eighth grade. It was like eighth or ninth grade. I'm at, I'm at Breck. And it was, you know how like as, as young kids, right? Like middle school kids, they, they're cracking jokes and they were, they were playing off of the euthanasia, right? Oh yeah. That was a big, big thing. Maybe that was a joke back, you know, it's one of those dumb, silly, like middle school things, whatever. It's funny at the time. And then you're playing, playing off, playing off the word. Right. Yep. But I think that the, um, the individual that was in the limelight, was was it Jack Kevorkian? Dr. Kevorkian. Yep. Dr. Kevorkian. Right. Yep. That was assisting people in terms of these end of life situations. Now I, I, I remember, think about that. I was so you talk about impressionable minds. That was back when I was in like eighth or ninth. I knew back then that that was a big deal because I think he was from the state of Michigan. I'm pretty sure he lived in Michigan. My point is this: I thought about that concept ever since that time, and so you know when I think about just the question and it coming up, and they'll be back and forth in terms of. Of that question, should terminally ill Minnesotans have the option to use medication to end their life? Um, in these, in, it'll come up in these legislative uh, sessions. I have to be honest with you, and I, I, I side with yes, and I, and I say that because it, now, now let me be clear about this. There's two big points I want to make about it. First, I don't think it's just a flat across the board like you just. Like everybody gets an opportunity, they want to use this law and say, you know what, this is what we want to do. It's, it, it, it's, it can't work like that. It, it's got to be a case-by-case situation, number one. Number two, yes. I just – I can't ever feel good about a person suffering, and you know that it, it's, it's not going to get better that their quality of life is is nothing. And all they have is days of suffering and pain. Mm-hmm. And they want to say, I've had enough. 
I just don't have an issue with that. It's it, it boils down to, you mentioned, quality of life. And, and th- I, I, this is something that I feel it's kind of like having a living will in a sense that you need. This is something that I think you would want to prefer to have it mapped out in advance in case you get to that stage. You can tell your loved ones, this is what this is. These are my intentions. This is what I want to do. I don't want to compare it to when you bring a, a pet in, but anybody that's had a pet and it, it gets you know to the end of the, the lifespan and you don't really want to do it, but you know that what your you know this because pets are family, pets are absolutely a part of our family mm-hmm. and you you don't want to have to do it, but you know that it's a quality of life issue. If you don't help that pet, with the end of life, like what are you allowing them? What are you saying about them out of a selfish way that, yes, you, you want to have them around, but when they're in pain, their quality of life suffers. And to, to me, this is, it's, it's what it's about. If, if you know that this is what you want to do, I don't feel like unless it's forced upon you that it, you should be allowed to make your own decision. Well, well, listen to this, and we can take some reaction in your thoughts, too. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, 651-461-9226. Let me, let me read you this, this little small part from the, uh, from the Star Tribune. A woman with the most aggressive form of brain cancer pleaded with Minnesota lawmakers Thursday to pass an end-of-life options act quickly so she can choose when she dies in the hope of avoiding a gruesome, painful death. Now, there's also a mother of an adult son um, who's a, a quadriplegic uh, uh, cerebral palsy um, individual that was wearing a T-shirt saying, not dead yet, told legislators of her fears that such a law could introduce a slippery slope and degrade the lives of people with disabilities. Th- this, is, this is the thing, though, because I see both sides. And, and, and this is – I never want – this to end up being a situation, if it is passed, where someone has the ability to abuse it, right? We don't want that. But this is the thing. The woman with the aggressive form of brain cancer, right, she does not want to have a gruesome, painful death. And I don't want her to that to be her existence either. This mother says, not dead yet, right, about her son. Yeah. Well, not dead then, then don't, then don't take that route. Then, no. then don't end the life. This, I mean, it, this to me, gotta, it's pretty it's, simple. It's, it's got to be case by case. Yeah, it, I, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When you're talking about it, this is what the woman wants, and if this is what she wants to help her, yep. And she know what's going to happen, then this is something that I don't feel like you can go against the family wishes. Yep. But again, I, I, as a doctor. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're you are getting yourself into a, a very gray area there. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Love to get your love to get your reaction on it. If you wanted to weigh in on this topic, just because just because I I I, I see the sides of it, and I would never want it to be something that people view as they could take advantage of it and try to abuse it. But at the end of the day. I mean, there's so many heartbreaking stories, situations 
that I have to side on saying that I would want to see this pass. But I think one of the things we might run into is, is this going to be done prematurely? Like, is it going to get, okay, you're going to enact this end of life. I mean, how do you know when the end of life is imminent? Like, how do you know that this isn't something that could, I'm not going to say ultimately be cured, but could somehow be stabilized to the point, whatever the illness is. Well, I mean, you, that's, I mean, isn't that determined by the doctors? I, I think I think that I think that you have to trust doctors in certain situations like uh, really good, um, educated doctors that are aware of a patient's situation and everything. I mean, if they say that it's just not going to get any better and we're not talking about here, we're not talking about aches and pains that 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 a person has to tolerate or an illness that's terminal and they just have to deal with it, and, and it's it's years down the road. We're, we're talking about people that are, like we mentioned, with the brain cancer, the woman, she, she doesn't, the word that was used, gruesome death, like gruesome, that 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 frightens me. That, that really tugs in my heartstrings. When we talk about gruesome, that, uh, yeah, that, 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 I struggle with that. I really do. And this is not an easy topic to dive into. This is not an easy call. And and Chris, in many ways, you are right because, like, when do you make the call with that, right? I totally get that. I totally respect But, but the bottom line is this. When, when we talk about abusing stuff, there are people out there that do things like this already. And you know what it is? They commit suicide, right? Like th- that's if, if they fear there's no other, no other option. There's no other way. They don't have an outlet. There isn't a law on the books, and that's how they're going to go about it. All right, six five one four six one nine two two six. Hey, we'll get to your text. We'll get to your phone calls. Let's try to uh, take a brief break, and we'll come back and uh, we'll we'll get those texts and those phone calls, and we'll do that next year on the Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, thanks so much for calling in. And listening to the Lake Show here on this Friday evening, 651 461 
This one is 612. My wife passed away from Alzheimer's last year. I'm sorry to hear that. Hospice was a good sin. I think if the law was to be passed, it should be done through hospice care so it is supervised and done correctly. Um, and I've, I've visited people in hospice uh, multiple times, um, and I appreciate the text. Let's take a phone call here from Gary in Brooklyn Park that's called into the Lake Show. How you doing, Gary? For the last, from 2013 until 2019, I was a caregiver for my wife. Mm-hmm. And before that time, she had uh, diabetes. But in 2013, she developed a leg problem called cellulitis. And it became to the point where she had her, her, one of her lungs stopped working. She had to be on breathing 24 hours a day. Uh, she had to use a wheelchair. The last two years of her life, uh, she didn't really have a life. It was mm. just, you know, getting going to the doctor. She fell at times. She, she uh, went into the hospital many different times. And finally, when she was put into hospice before she died, she uh, she realized that she just didn't have anything anything left, you know. Yeah. And I honestly think that if something would have been done at that time, I think she would have been satisfied with ending her life. But you know, it's a very difficult situation. Yep, it's very difficult. I'm sorry to hear about all the uh, the issues that your wife has had. I appreciate you listening and, and for calling in, Gary, in, in Brooklyn Park. That that's, I, and this is the thing. It's not for everybody, right? But at the end of the day, when you talk about husband and wife, and you talk about mm-hmm. people that you love, you talk about your parents and stuff like, it's very traumatic to see a loved one suffer, right? Yes. And, it's, and especially yes, when, they, when they verbalize or they, they tell you or they let you know, I just don't want to do this anymore, right? Because it, it, it becomes reality. Like this, this is it. This is where they're at physically and emotionally the toll it takes. And it, it's hard for us to extricate ourselves and our feelings from wanting what's best for them because it, it is hard. And you do feel for somebody like Gary, you, know, you feel for other listeners of ours that have called in and, and that have said the same thing. They've got loved ones that are going through it. I haven't had a loved one that have gone through it. I'm sure that it's something that I'm going to have to experience at, at some time, but it, it's it's not an easy situation because it's very emotional because these are your loved one. This is your family. Yeah. Yep. Let's take a phone call from let's go to Mary Beth in St. Michael. How you doing, Mary Beth? I'm doing okay. The easiest answer to this question is to have a medical ethics committee of five people. One would be an internist, one would be the specialty that they're dying from if it's oncology or if it's cardiology or if it's um, a pulmonology point, then you would add at least a palliative care and the hospice. And in some cases, I think it should also be a spiritual person of some type and have them all get together, review all the findings, and then have them take a vote and say, yes, this is a person that this is the very best thing for. 
and you don't have one person saying it. You have a committee saying this is what would work. This is the best thing for this person, and they have petitioned ahead of time to go to this panel and say, this is what I would like to do, and this is why. Mary Beth and St. Michael, I love and where your head. Mary Beth, I love where your mind's at. I, I love, I love your idea. I really, that's well thought out, and I love everything about it because you're right. It shouldn't be just down to just the one person, right? Like, like it, it, it's it's one thing to be um a loved one, right? And you care about you know that person that's that's dealing with that that suffering, right? But it has to be more. I guess, information that's inputted into making that decision. So I'm with you. And the other part of that is that when you have that committee, they may make that decision, but ultimately it is in God's hands, and God will decide if that person's going to die, even if they want to or not. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's thanks. not something that we control. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Mary Beth. Thanks so much for listening. I. That was well thought out. I, I loved everything about her phone call. Yeah, she she really did. She laid it out analytically. Perfectly. She laid it out ethically. She laid it out spiritually. And really, she, she's right because it it shouldn't be. Just, and I will fully admit, like my my brain cannot comprehend being in this situation. So maybe maybe I just can't get back past the very basics of being in a situation and wanting to make this decision, but yet knowing how you can legally make that happen, how you can do it where you're not going to get any of the medical establishment in trouble, the doctors in trouble, where you're not going to be crossing any ethical lines or moral lines. Yeah, and and I love the way that Mary Beth laid it out, but let me ask you this. Even before her phone call, just on the surface, this topic, Mm -hmm. do you think that this is something that people would abuse? I, I don't I don't feel that way because I don't I don't think that I don't think that a loved one would want to just have their loved one die just be, you know what I'm saying uh, way ahead of their time like I don't there there there's a difference between so you know, so you're saying if somebody's sick and you feel like it could be you, just say hey I want you to no there's a difference between sick and end uh-huh. of life right there's a difference there be, because sick could mean you are years away from the culmination of your life as opposed to end of end of life. End of is, life is imminent. But put it like this. Yeah. Let me, let me say this. Okay. So my uncle that passed this past September in um in Virginia. We were I talked we talked to my aunt in oh gosh, I don't was it August? And I remember talking to my dad, and he said um, that your aunt says that your uncle has three to four. That the, the doctors told him three to four months. Okay. Three to four months ended up being like, like three weeks. It happened fast, and and in that situation, I'm not saying that she says that. To them, he's got three to four months. Um, he's not feeling good. He's in a lot of pain because he was in a lot of pain. Okay, he's in a lot of pain. They're, they're having to give him I don't know, morphine or whatever. They give him some stuff, whatever. I'm not saying that she should have been provided that particular service, right? Because we've seen people that have been put in hospice care. Isn't Billy Carter? Uh, isn't uh, uh, President Carter still in hospice care? 
I believe so, yeah. And, and he's been in not, hospice not for— Not Billy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, yeah we, 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 we know what you mean. Yeah. We, we know what you mean. Um, um, yeah, he's still in hospice and, care, right? And, and that's kind of, and that's kind of the, the conundrum, the, the catch-22. Because, to me, I usually think of hospice as being something that, it, you know, I know individuals can be there for a very long period of time now. But, you know, at one point I was under the impression, although it was misguided, and again, I learned it, and then now I'm, I'm better for it. You talking about in terms of hospice care? Yeah, in terms of being When I first hospice- heard about hospice care, I thought it was like we're days away from somebody well, passing away. Because you, every, yeah, my experience with hospice care Because well, that's the first impression. Yeah, because— then when you then when you learn about hospice care, a person could be in hospice care for a while. Exactly. I've had, you know, grandparents in hospice care, and it was just, you know, a matter of days, and, and they passed away. You don't want to prematurely because somebody looks as if they're close to passing away and you, you want to help them, you know, and and ease their pain. But, yeah, you, you don't know if their illness is going to be elongated, if you are looking at, at a longer period of time or in the case of your uncle where it was going to be, hey, he's got three to four months and then a few weeks later. So it, it, it's just – it's very, very tricky, I feel. I understand the concept. I agree with the concept, but how you can implement this, I think, is a real big challenge. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, we'll take a break, take a look at the local weather. But one of the sports topics that I want to get into, and we're going <laughs> to – this will probably be a talking point for, for quite some time here over the next couple of months, is the idea of the Minnesota Vikings – with pick number 11, trading up and and basically saying, we're moving up to get a quarterback, and we don't care if it's a steep price. I'm not for that. I'll tell you why, coming up next here on the Lake Show. Minnesota Vikings, according to Ben Gessling from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, states that, that the Vikings – could be aggressive at going up in the draft, trading up to move up to get a quarterback. They wouldn't bat an eye for a steep price. What? All right, so I'm not for that. I'm not for that at all. And the reason why that bothers me in hearing that and I'm not for it is because I think that this year's draft class isn't that great. Now, I know everybody has an opinion about what they think about this quarterback versus this quarterback and who's available. I don't think that this year's quarterback class is that great. Everybody is running and touting uh, Caleb Williams as like the next great thing. Do I think that Caleb Williams will be good? Yes. I'd rather have Justin Fields than Caleb Williams. I'm being dead serious right now. I think that Caleb Williams is good. The Chicago Bears, it sounds like, very well are in position to, well, they're in position to go ahead and get him, right? They could trade away Justin Fields. The the uh, the May kid from North Carolina, I still need to see more of him. I didn't think that he tore it up against the Gophers. He was okay. I mean, he was, it was the Gophers. He, he was fine. I just don't see star power. 
even the Heisman Trophy uh, winner, Jaden Daniels, mm-hmm. he's he was solid at LSU, but I'm not sure that any of these guys. I think all of them are like NFL stars. Of course, there's going to be a person or two that will end up being a star. There'll probably be somebody that will get drafted in the second round, third round, whatever. That'll end up eventually. Be how do we miss on that guy? Right. There's always somebody. But I am not in favor of, let's say, for instance, the Vikings to move up in the draft, they're going to give up a couple of first-round picks in the future. If you ask me would I be willing to do that, absolutely not. I am not doing that at all. At all. No thank you. I'm, 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 I'm not for that. I am not a Vikings fan that wants to part with first-round picks to move up in the draft. Not in this year's class because I don't – this isn't RG3 and Andrew Luck. This ain't that. So I'm not for that. I'm okay with it. I have no problem. If, if you feel like there's that guy that you want, you can't go the Carolina Panthers route where you give up a first and second along with a first the next year's second-round pick. That's a steep price, though. And DJ Moore for the number one overall pick. I, I'm not saying you're going to do If you have to give up a couple of first and a future second, if there's a guy that you identify, whoever that is, to me, the Chicago Bears are going to be very interesting because they are in a position to pick Caleb Williams. But you've already got Justin Fields. And Justin Fields has shown, at least to me, and I think you agree, Henry, He's got the ability to be a very, very good NFL quarterback if you give him the right coaching, give him the right opportunity with the right wide receivers. So what does Chicago do? If they move the pick, obviously that person is going to pick Caleb Williams. If Chicago feels like Justin Fields is their guy and all of a sudden they don't get a, you know, they don't get the deal that they want. For the number one overall price, overall pick, there the Bears are sitting number one, and uh, they're not going to take Caleb Williams. I mean, you're not going to have Justin Fields and Caleb Williams on the same team. Yeah, they're moving Justin Fields. It, are they? Yes. Is, is that a foregone conclusion? Well, I mean, Clint uh, was uh, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be uh, the quarterback coach for the Chicago Bears, it sounds like now. That's an indication that that's where they're leaning. Okay. I, I mean... To me, it would be a huge mistake to give up on Justin Fields. I'm, this, I'm with you, but it sounds like that's the move. This early. The thing that concerns me about this whole moving up situation is you hear what they were willing to do last year for Anthony Richardson, and whatever the price was, it wasn't enough. To say it was not a one-time, we're looking at Anthony Richardson, and he's the guy we have to go get. To me, it's like, well, we're thinking about moving up for a guy. But who is that guy? Is it going to be one of the three that might be there at, say, number five? So you're, saying, so you're saying that it sounds like every year it's a reach. I'm not saying it's a reach. But w- what I'm saying is that all of a sudden, if we know that if it doesn't happen this year and the Vikings are in the same situation next year where mm-hmm. they don't have a franchise quarterback, we're going to hear the same thing. And teams are going to know, well, look at the last two years. The Vikings have talked about moving up. Yeah, but this is the thing. If, if, if that conversation is an every-year conversation, then what does that say about the organization? 
it says that they are on the hunt for a quarterback and you're willing to pay, but you're willing to pay for a spot, not necessarily for a guy. And I feel if you're going to move up, you need to move up for a particular player. Yeah. And, but it's like, okay, they're willing to move up, but who are they willing to move up for? Well, we won't know that and they won't tell us that right and, now. And that's, and, but I, what I'm saying is, is there's nobody in this year's quarterback class in my estimation, I'm willing to part multiple first-round picks for. No one. Not even Caleb Williams. And and, and you are. I'm Yeah, I, I am. Who, if, are, who are you willing to, to part multiple first-round picks for? I think you could go with a Caleb Williams. Well, I think you're not it, going to one. No, you're not, you're not going all the way to one. But say uh, a Jaden Daniels is there. Oh, no. You know? No. You're not going for a Jaden Daniels? I, I, I'm not trading away... Multiple first round picks for Jaden Daniels. No, I'm not doing that. To get I'm up, not doing to, that. to get up to number five with the Chargers. You would not. Okay. I, I don't. I, and and it goes in line with what I'm. What the point of this topic? There's nobody that I look at in this year's quarterback class, and I'm in love with like that. I'm, I'm just not. I mean, were you in love with last year's quarterback class? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, no, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Okay, no, no, okay. I mean, and, and I think that I think that based on the small sample size that we've seen, the mm-hmm. top two, just from a performance standpoint, the sample size isn't there enough for Anthony Richardson. But you could tell he's got stuff. Like yeah, you he's tell, got he, he's he, got he, it. He got injured, um, and so we got to see a lot more. But you could tell that he could play at this level. Mm-hmm. Levis, uh, he had a couple of moments. Still got to see some stuff. Bryce, man, he looks a lot of work. I'm not going to write him off. Needs a lot of work. CJ Stroud, we already know, is a star. Yeah, I, I I feel bad for Bryce Young because he was just put in a really bad spot. I mean, the, sure. more, the more we hear about the Panthers, you're like, man, that is a that is just a rotten to the core situation, and you, you feel bad for because you have one bad year as a rookie, and all of a sudden people are calling you a bust. And it's completely unfair to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But, I mean, last year we saw three quarterbacks go in the top five. I fully anticipate it's not going to get any easier for the Vikings when you're in this kind of a league and, and you need to have a franchise quarterback. I, the the Lions have resurrected Jared Goff. That was a nice, you know, both teams got something out of it. Baker Mayfield, they've done an incredible oh. they've done an incredible job resurrecting Baker Mayfield's career to be a, a nice stabilizer in Tampa. But I think you you look at you know Buffalo's had their issues, but they've got their guy. Kansas City's got their guy. Baltimore's got their guy. San Francisco, you know the whole we're up, you know we're worried about. I'm not worried about Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's going to be just fine. Oh, he's fine. Brock Purdy, he fits in perfect for them. Brock Purdy is he's a system quarterback. But he's also a really, really good quarterback, too, because he's got a ton of weapons. I guess my point is, every year, if you want to really try and grab somebody, I, I mean, you could sure you could wait and see if a, you know, a, a Knicks or a Michael Penix, who I still would be okay with falling to 11, I'd be okay. If, I would not touch Michael Penix at 11. I would. No I w- chance. I would grab Michael Penix, and I would be happy. I wouldn't. I, w- I would Too love- many injuries. Too many injuries. Not yeah. athletic enough. Okay. I mean, what what about Tua? I mean, Tua had some injuries at Alabama. and He had one significant injury. I mean, was he is he athletic? Was he athletic? Yeah. 
mm, more athletic than Penix, but I mean, they're roughly about the same. Okay. I mean, because I look at them and I, I look at them. I, I'd be happy if you could. Eventually, you're going to have to try. You're, you're going to have to. I mean, the Vikings have picked a quarterback at 11 once, and it worked out pretty good for them. And, and I felt like that was really the last time that they had a franchise quarterback, and it could have been completely different if he didn't wreck his knee in Carolina. Would have been completely Chris different. Chris Gamble, thank you. Yeah, it, it would have been completely different. But Dante Culpepper coming out of UCF, man, that guy was a, he was a linebacker in a quarterback's body. First off, I don't think that Michael Penix is going in the top 15 picks. I, I just don't I – don't, I don't see it happening. Like, there's questions about his body, man. J.J. McCarthy, where does he go? I'm, and I, 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 I See, and I'm not a J.J. McCarthy fan. I'm not, I'm not a big J.J. McCarthy fan. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I would take him at 11 because I, clearly I wouldn't. But I guess my point is, like, that goes into what I'm saying. I'm not in love with this quarterback class. Will there be somebody out there that will shock me and just totally blow up and be the bomb? Yes. There always is. Who is that? Man, I'm yeah, you, you don't know. And it's, you know, I think it's so fascinating, like, whatever Chicago does. because Would you trade 11 for Justin Fields? In a heartbeat. I'd do it in a heartbeat, I would, I would do it right now in a heartbeat. I would trade it. And think about this. And give him an extension. Yeah, and if somebody – would, would trade up to number one. They get Justin Fields. That also takes one of those quarterback-heavy teams or quarterback-needy teams maybe before the Vikings. Also takes them also out of the, you know, takes them out of play too. So that opens up another spot to the Vikings, whether it's, you know, Washington or New England or, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, not Atlanta, but, I mean, I don't know. There's so many different things could be at play depending on what the Bears want to do. 651-461-9226. We'll take a break. We got headlines. That's next year on the Lake Show. Time for headlines, everyone. Final headlines of the week here on the Lake Show. Let's see what uh, Christopher Tubbs has up his sleeve this evening. All right, let's get to it, H. Lake. First of all, let's uh, start a little bit closer here. It's a story that we talked about last week, but charges have been filed against a St. Paul man who shot himself during an elementary school open house earlier this month. The Ramsey County Attorney's Office's 30-year-old Lamont Ray is facing one count of recklessly handling a dangerous weapon, which is a gross misdemeanor in possession of a dangerous weapon on school property. It was on January 18th at Como Elementary when Ray's unholstered gun discharged accidentally while playing basketball in the gymnasium. Ray was shot in the leg. Dozens of families were nearby, but no one else was hurt. He is expected to make a full recovery. Ray had a permit to legally carry the weapon, and if convicted, faces up to a year in prison and up to $3,000 in fines. Oh, man. Do you think that he should go to jail for uh, accidentally shooting himself in the uh, in the leg? No. I don't think so. Now, now clearly. He was an idiot. It, it's and he idiot. was reckless. Yep, yep. And there should be a significant fine because... He put a lot of people, their safety, you know, they were in danger. Put a lot of people, you know, he endangered a lot of people. But they harmed themselves, the fine, and make it a decent fine. But jail time, not sure about it. Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely, it's funny, but it's not funny in the same sense that nobody was hurt. But you, you got to be smarter with this. 
a, a story that kind of came to light yesterday, but just broke a, a little bit ago. And uh, going to get to it here, Henry. Oh, don't not, not, no, don't say the one we just talked about in the break. Oh, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. In okay, a little we'll, bit, yeah. we'll talk about that one a little bit later. All right. Well, let's go back to the uh, the initial one then. An Alabama man was put to death using nitrogen gas. Thursday is its first of its kind execution that could influence states in pursuit of viable alternative to lethal injection. 58-year-old uh, Kenneth Eugene Smith was executed by nitrogen hypoxia, in which he was strapped to a gurney and made to breathe nitrogen gas through a mask, depriving him of oxygen. Now, the execution started at 7.53 last night, and Smith's time of death was 8.25, according to corrections. Whoa, 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 whoa. what? 15 minutes. Or, uh, no, was, that's not 15 minutes. 53, no, 25, uh, 25 and 32 minutes. Over half an hour of basically suffocating. Oh, no. That's that, that's essentially what it is, Oof. because you're you're being deprived of, of oxygen. I know. I just I, that's a long time. Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, media witnesses said he appeared conscious for several minutes into the execution, and then he appeared to shake and writhe on the gurney for two minutes. That was followed by several minutes of deep breaths until his breathing slowed and it was no longer perceptible to media witnesses. Corrections Commissioner John Hamm, not the actor said at a news conference that Smith appeared to be holding his breath as long as he could, that there was some involuntary movement that was expected and nothing was out of the ordinary. Smith was convicted for his role in a 1988 murder-for-hire slaying of a preacher's wife, was already a rare example of a person who survived an execution, an attempt to put him to death by lethal injection in 2022 failed when prison staff members at uh, the facility tried unsuccessfully to insert needles Get into the a vein, suitable yeah. vein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, disgusting. That's a long time, dude. Yeah. Seriously. That is cruel and unusual punishment. Like, I, that is inhumane how you're, uh, how you're doing that. Hey, some, uh, following up on something else that we talked about, a lawsuit against uh, Madonna that was filed January 17th in New York, accused her of false advertising and negligent rep- uh, misrepresentation. Uh, the suit claims that most concert goers left the viewer, the venue rather, after 1 a.m., causing them significant inconvenience, including being confronted with limited public transportation, limited ride sharing, and or increased public and private transportation costs at the hour. Uh, Defendants, they say uh, that in addition, many ticket holders who attended the concert on a weeknight had to get up early to go to work and or take care of their family responsibilities the next day. Uh, Defendants have collected money for concert tickets from plaintiffs and other class members who reasonably believe the concerts would promptly begin at 8.30 had plaintiffs and other class members known that the concerts would start after 10.30, they never would have agreed to purchase the tickets. Wait, who's the entertainer again? Madonna. Madonna, okay. Yep, okay, okay. yep. sorry about that. I might have uh, glanced, uh, glanced over that. This, it's just, this is still, this is still silly. But uh, the plaintiffs involved in the proposed class action demanded judgment against defendant for actual and consequential damages. Uh, Live Nation, a Madonna's management company, uh, they just completed. They sold out a 2023 celebration tour in Europe. It received rave reviews. And uh, the statement on Madonna's behalf said the shows opened in North America. At Barclays in Brooklyn is planned, with the exception of a technical issue December 13th during soundcheck caused a delay that was well documented in press reports at the time. Madonna in concert. Free tickets. Would you go? Yeah, I would go. Would you pay for tickets? No. What if they were cheap? No. Okay. If you're going to give me mid-80s Madonna, yeah. Mid-2020s oh, Madonna, no. I would pay, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't pay much to go to see Madonna now. Okay, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, 
I appreciate Madonna and I respect Madonna, but sounds like you're hating on Madonna. I'm not hating on Madonna. Sounds like I'm on Madonna. I'm on Madonna's side with this. I mean, these people. I mean, come on. I understand you want money, but you know, poor Madonna. You know, go go work for your own. Yeah, money. that that one I can't get behind. You know, give me money for you know, because it started late. Now, oh, man, we've all been to it. And finally, Walgreens has agreed to pay two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to settle allegations that some of their Vermont stores temporarily closed without notice, had untenable working conditions for pharmacists, and made medication and vaccination errors during the coronavirus pandemic, mm. and uh, not good, not good for uh, Walgreens. So. Uh, I didn't hear anything about a Minnesota Walgreens, so that's that's good. Yeah. Vermont. Uh, speaking of not good, there is some breaking news that literally just broke like 10 minutes ago involving the WWE chairman, Vince McMahon, that we must get into, we must discuss. We'll do that next year on The Lake Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.